Hey guys, it's Amber AP from Unfit to Print, and we absolutely have to talk about this week's emergency hearing from the January 6th committee. We've talked about this show trial nonsense before on the program and broken down how this is all obviously a distraction from the Biden inflation, the supply chain crisis, uh, immigration, the crisis at the southern border, gas prices, crime, the list goes on and on. Uh, Biden calls it the Putin price hike, but the Democrats are trying to distract and they are trying to tie Donald Trump to the Capitol riot. They're claiming that he incited violence. Now, this week's testimony was a sort of uh, October surprise, if you will, except for the fact that there was nothing interesting about it and it quickly fell apart. Like most of the attempts to take down former President Donald Trump from the Russia hoax to Michael Avenatti, creepy porn lawyer, these things usually end in disaster. In this case, the January 6th committee brought in this young woman by the name of Cassidy Hutchinson, also known as Cassidy Smollett or Cassidy Blasey Ford, and she came in, she was apparently a aide to Mark Meadows when he was the chief of staff for President Donald Trump. So Cassidy Hutchinson gives this uh, almost two hour testimony and this is being heralded everywhere as a bombshell. Her earth shattering testimony that's going to finally take down Donald Trump. The walls are closing in. They finally got the nail in the coffin of Donald Trump. And then what happens? Uh, yeah, immediately after her testimony, everyone who was actually there, because she, turns out she wasn't even an eyewitness to most of the things that she testified to, all of the people who were actually there said that she was full of shit. So Cassidy Hutchinson claims during her testimony, this is one of the biggest allegations she brings forward, is that Donald Trump after he left his White House ellipse speech on January 6th, gets into the presidential limo, nicknamed the Beast, and is furious that Secret Service will not take him to the Capitol building to march alongside his supporters. He gets so angry that he actually tries to grab the steering wheel out of the hands of the Secret Service agents and then is quickly batted away by Secret Service, continues to be furious actually tries to assault a Secret Service agent, reaches for his clavicle. Now, you don't have to be a genius to figure out immediately that this story is nonsense. First of all, if you've ever seen the presidential limo, you kind of know, and not even just the presidential limo, but basically any limo, if you've ever been in a long car, you know how physically difficult and unrealistic it would be for Trump to somehow get up to the front seat and attempt to grab the steering wheel. So the story is already ridiculous on its face. And Cassidy Hutchinson claims that she heard this tale from a former uh, member of the Trump White House who heard it from Bobby Angle, who was the head of Trump's security detail. Immediately after Cassidy Hutchinson gives this testimony, NBC News, Peter Alexander, is reporting that a source close to the Secret Service is telling him that both Bobby Angle and the driver of the presidential limo are prepared to testify under oath that this never happened. That probably should have been the end of it. But the left and even some conservatives who were desperate to take down Trump we're still insistent that this could have possibly happened. You had the front page of the Wall Street Journal 
have this uh, high resolution photo of Cassidy Hutchinson swearing in under oath. And they took to the 10th paragraph to mention that the Secret Service agents were prepared to debunk her testimony. You had the Washington Examiner editorial board. This is supposed to be a conservative publication, folks. Their editorial board publishes this piece about how Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony proves that Trump is unfit for office. It's disqualifying. And they explicitly mention this tale about Trump grabbing the steering wheel in the beast and assaulting a Secret Service agent. So after Peter Alexander, who is obviously not a conservative, reports on the two Secret Service agents being willing to testify against this, we also learned that Ornato himself was watching Cassidy's testimony and was blown away. He was the one who supposedly told her this tall tale, and he is a source close to him, which usually means him, is telling the newspaper outlets, Fox News specifically, that he was shocked to hear this because it never happened and he would have never told her that it happened. So you now have three principles in the story already denying it. And you have the Secret Service pointing out that the January 6th committee never even asked them about this before they put Cassidy Hutchinson in this situation where she was giving public testimony. There were multiple Secret Service agents who have already testified under oath to the January 6th committee. So you would think that this story would have already been brought up, but somehow we're hearing it for the first time from Cassidy Hutchinson, who was two steps removed from the situation. And the January 6th committee didn't think to go back to the people that they had already interviewed to see if this could possibly stand up to scrutiny. Because of course they wanted it to be true. So they believed it to be true even though they didn't check their facts. Obviously, the fact that Cassidy Hutchinson got this story so wrong casts doubt on the rest of her testimony. How can you trust anything else that she is telling the committee if she was able to get this so wrong? I don't know if she's intentionally lying because she wants a CNN gig or if she's just misremembering because she kind of wants to be a part of something important. But regardless of what her motivation is, whether she just is getting details wrong and exaggerating or outright lying, it doesn't matter. You can't trust anything else this woman says. And then we dig into other parts of her testimony, and it turns out that this is a pattern because she made a big deal about this handwritten note that was apparently a, uh, a sketch of a statement that they wanted Trump to give to stop the violence at the Capitol. And she holds up this handwritten note. She says, that's my handwriting. Well, another member of the Trump administration who was a legal counsel had already testified to the January 6th committee under oath that he wrote the note. And he was telling people after Cassidy's testimony, yeah, I wrote the note and I told the committee I wrote the note. So why would they even bring up the note and ask Cassidy about it? unless to further allow her to discredit herself. It's crazy. So you've got these two tall tales that are debunked. She also claims that all these people were seeking presidential pardons for themselves, including Mark Meadows, who has now denied this. Louis Gohmert says he wasn't seeking a presidential pardon for himself. He was seeking a pardon for individuals, uh, a part of the military who were wrapped up in all of this stuff. So again, another huge claim from Cassidy Hutchinson immediately debunked from the people who were there or the principals who were actually the subjects of these allegations. 
Now, another part of Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony that everyone is grappling on, they say this is proof that Trump incited the violence and he didn't care what was going to happen at the Capitol once his supporters went there. Cassidy testified that not only was Trump aware that there were weapons in the crowd, meaning people who were attending the speech at the White House ellipse were either open carrying or had uh, knives or mace or what have you, that the closer part of the speech, people actually had to go through these magnometers to get in. So they had to go through security. And it was causing the crowd to be smaller than Trump would have preferred because people didn't want to have to give up their weapons to be able to go into the center of the ellipse. Now, Trump's response to this was to tell them to get rid of the magnometers and let everybody come in. And when security warned him, hey, some of these people are carrying weapons, he responded, it's fine. They're not here to hurt me. Which is, I think, a reasonable thing to say. They're his supporters. There are tons of reasons why these people might be carrying guns in Washington, D.C. or weapons or what have you. If I take the metro into work, you think I'm not carrying a pocket knife at least? In the, the crime that's in this city, are you out of your mind? I would never go anywhere unarmed in D.C. because I'm not an idiot. So Trump's response to me is totally reasonable. He's just saying, they're my supporters. They're not going to hurt me. I trust them. Let them in. Well, Liz Cheney, when, uh, when publicizing Cassie Hutchinson's testimony even further, actually adds emphasis to a particular word that makes the context of Trump's statement sound very, very different. When Cassidy Hutchinson testified, she said, Trump said, they're not here to hurt me. When Liz Cheney repeated the allegation, she said that Trump said, they're not here to hurt me. Do you notice the difference? They're not here to hurt me versus they're not here to hurt me. That is intentional because Liz Cheney wants to make it sound like Trump knew that there were other people who were targets of violence and he didn't care about what happened to them as long as he personally was safe. But Cassidy Hutchinson never put that emphasis on me. That was fabricated by Liz Cheney, who was desperate to take out Trump because of their own personal feud. So this entire testimony was a joke from start to finish. And yet still you have the mainstream media and leftists going on and on about how this is proof of criminality. This is proof that Trump incited the violence. This is proof that he wanted it to happen. He wanted people to go into the Capitol and hang Mike Pence. And yet the vast majority of the testimony has been debunked. And the parts that haven't been debunked have been exaggerated by the January 6th committee to create a narrative that doesn't exist. This is the latest from the show trial, the big distraction. I would even call it maybe the big lie. That's it for today's video. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please subscribe, YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we will catch you for next week's episode of Unfit to Print.